Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi Thinking. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening with me. I appreciate all the love, all the support, everybody, anybody, and everybody who is thinking with me. So we are wrapping up Taboo Week, thinking about necrophagy. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, no worries, because I'm about to define it. I'm going to explain to you the research that I was able to find on it, provide to you my perspective on it, as well as the fun facts, of course. Alrighty, y'all, if y'all don't know what necrophagy is, I was able to get it off of dictionary.com. It is basically feeding on corpse. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it, feeding on corpse. And yes, that is a taboo. It is frowned upon. You should not do it. All right? If y'all didn't know that was a taboo, well, I hope y'all know that now. Put it on your list of taboos. Put it on your do not ever do list, Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I was able to find some research per psychologytoday.com. Dead people's body parts are eaten as either parts of the grieving process as a way of guiding the souls of the dead into the bodies of the living or as a way of imbibing the dead person's life force or more specific individual characteristics. Endocannibalistic practices were common among certain tribes in New Guinea. However, it is known that many males among various tribes would not consume females for fear of emasculation. Eco-cannibalistic acts, <laughs> I don't know how to say that word, whatever, were most often carried out as part of a celebration victory after battles with rival tribes. Did y'all know that? I did not know that until I did this research on this. Let me just tell y'all that much. In my perspective, necrophagy will always be a tap in my eyes. That is so disgusting. Ugh. Even if the world was to go into a mass destruction, I don't think that'll still satisfy my palate. I mean, like, mm. Ugh, it just gives me goosebumps. My hair on my neck is just boop, 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 boop. <laughs> But this is serious. This is something that people need to remember is that we as humans are still on the food chain. Somebody can still eat us. So yeah, some fun facts if y'all didn't know. Um, there are variations of necrophagy out there. There is um a very rare philia. It is an individual or a person that gets sexually aroused by the idea of being eaten or eating another person or just watching somebody eat somebody else. They get this sexual gratification. Um, another one is aerotophonophilia. <laughs> it's individuals that have extreme violent fantasies and typically kill their victims during a sex and or mutilate their victims' sexual organs. Yeah, that's a thing, I guess. And then there is sexual necrophagy, refers to the cannibalizing of a corpse for sexual pleasure. Ugh. There's also vampirism as a sexual paraphilia in which an individual derives sexual arousal from the ingestion of blood from a living person. Ugh. Menophilia is an individual, almost always a male, that derive sexual arousal from drinking the blood of menstruating females i did not know that was a thing but apparently it is and it's pretty nasty i'm just gonna say my personal opinion ill Alrighty, on to the next one 
gynophagia, also called pathenophagia. Pathenophagia, I think. I don't know how to pronounce it. But anyways, it is considered to be a sexual fetish that involves fantasies of cooking and consumption of human females. I didn't know that. I mean, well, I had to do this research and I didn't know that until I did this research. <laughs> and the last one is sexual autophagy. Autophagy? Autophagy. Autophagy? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyways, eating of one owns flesh for sexual pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, these are real mental disorders. And this is the reason why I cannot trust somebody's eyes or intentions. Because, I mean, after everything that I just stated, oh, you don't know someone's sexual derivative and where their sex drive comes from. And if they fall in any of these, oh, I feel bad for the poor soul that has to deal with that. Oh, oh my goodness. That just is so nasty to me. But on to the next segment. Alrighty, time for the quotes. Everybody has darkness in them. It's just how much you let it out. Second quote. The darkest souls are not those which choose to exist within the abyss, but those which choose to break free from the abyss and move silently among us. Dun, dun, dun. Do you understand these quotes? Dun, 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 dun. If you don't, it's okay. All you gotta do is just think away. <laughs> so for listening to this Taboo Week, stay tuned for more for random thoughts coming in next week. If you like the random thoughts, tune in next week. We are jumping right into the randomness of our thoughts. And food for thought is, although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. So don't lose hope. Let's think about it. Bye, y'all. 